0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode three hundred and thirty five. Today's show is brought to you by Kane Eleven, Pen Chalet, and Blue Apron. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy.
1: Hey Mike Hurley, this show is also brought to you by Caffeine. I am feeling it this morning. Good. Mr. Hurley, this is gonna be uh this is gonna be a hype show, I'm feeling Uh-oh. it. Well, Uh-oh. Well the best way
0: to start a hype show
1: is to talk about what we're using today.
0: So mm. I will ask you, what <laughs> what do you have in front of you today? What are you using and why is that funny?
1: I'm laughing because I'm privy to the show notes mm. and this is going to be an excellent topic and it makes me giggle um, and you will see why in a minute. So I'm using a Field Notes Mackinac Autumn Pocket Notebook. Um, I'm about halfway done with this, maybe a little more. And uh, we're going to talk about this specifically later, why I'm using this. And my writing instrument of choice today is the Blackwing 16.2. It's the Ada Lovelace edition from their volumes edition. I guess it was three editions ago. That sounds about right. Something like that. Really nice satiny white barrel, black Mm ferrule, white eraser, the 602 core kind of like perfectly right up my alley. So that is my those are my writing tools probably throughout the day and we'll we'll talk about that later how i'm kind of adjusting some of my writing and and um, things usage if you will and have a feeling i've let you down compared to what you've written in this mike i'm not I'm let, let down. You down i'm not let down
0: <laughs> i'm more than anything like it's it is just tantalizing and intriguing to me that you use The Mackinac Autumn. I know that you use them, right? Like, I know Mm -hmm. you use them. But, like, as Bump is saying in the chat room, Brad is taking his notes on a $100 bill. (laughs) (laughs) So, in case you don't know, the Mackinac Autumn was the fourth ever Field Notes edition. So, it was Butcher Orange and Butcher Blue were the first ones. There was 500 of those each. Grass Green, 1,650 packs, and then Mackinac Autumn, 2,500 packs. And I'm mm. assuming you, like, cracked open a fresh three-pack to get one of these.
1: Actually, I didn't. This was okay. a previous cracked three-pack, okay. so I want to make sure I use them all. So this is, I think, the second one I've used out of that three-pack. And this is the orangey-orange ones, like... They, there's there's a range of colors with these covers right yeah
0: there's one that's more red there's one that's more yellow and there's one that's more orange Yeah,
1: this, is, this one almost looks like butcher orange but it's not you can tell but it's that it's the orangest one it yeah just but wild it's wild to it, me like it does it so i have my every edition sealed up mm-hmm. of all the field notes like i keep that to the side And these extra ones, I don't mind cracking them open and use them because I want to use them. No, you should. You should. I mean, we talk about this
0: all the time, right? I believe it. But it is still Mm. just funny that, like, Brad's everyday, just like, jotting notebook. (laughs) That single (laughs) notebook is probably like $50 or something, right? Like, someone would take that bill.
1: Yeah, it's been very close to my butt.
0: Okay. I'm not sure if that... In- <laughs> I guess depending on who you are, that either increases or decreases the value mm-hmm. of the notebook, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's a back pocket notebook. Well, yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So I have more things. Um, a lot more things. That's yeah, why I'm so laughing. in front of me right now for my show notes, I'm using... I have in my hand a Twisby Go. It's what I'm using mm-hmm. to take my notes today um, on the Studio Neat Pano book, as which is my It's always the same, right? That is my show notes notebook of choice. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You may be aware of the fact that I take my notes in one fountain pen. This is how it always tends to go. But I write my headings (laughs) in another one. And today I have chosen the Aurora Optima Flex for that. Um, I enjoy using that pen for these purposes. I actually have in that pen, uh, I just think it's a specific ink, which is fun to bring up, the Toronto Pen Show um, maple color, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. I have that in here. Um,
1: That's a good color. I'm not a red person. That's a good color.
0: And like my other KWZ pen, uh, ink, I should say, it has a smell to it. I don't know what KWZ <laughs> do, but this smell is more pleasing to me than the smell of the purple or pinkish ink that I have um, in one of my pro gears.
1: Um, I mean, it's maple I syrup. I, I think I maybe owe Anna money for this ink. <laughs> <laughs> she bought it for me too, and I never paid her. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, thanks, Anna. This,
0: Anna, can you get at me and and we'll just sort that out? Like, yeah, because she got she stood in the line and got the ink for all three of us. Yeah. but I don't ever recall giving her any money for it also like a fun fun like pen show thing that I didn't mention before um, when like Anna left before like the kind of the way that the we all departed because I was sticking around is you left then the next day in the morning Anna left and then I stayed for like another two days mm-hmm. but when I came I went out to I think I was going out for a meeting and I came back and there was in my room a box which had a uh, a thing like a little piece of paper in it that said like please take inside. So, so like the housekeeping brought it inside, and mm-hmm. it was some cookies and a box of ziploc bags. Mm-hmm. Those ziploc <laughs> bags were awesome because yeah. I put all my ink in them.
1: She actually yelled at me for not traveling with that ahead of time. Right, she's like, you don't travel with the empty ones to put. I was like, you're way smarter than me. Like, yeah, that's so I, smart.
0: I, I put my pens in them, but I didn't expect I was going to end up with like four bottles of ink because that's typically right. not what I do. So, like, my plan was, oh, I'll just buy some ziploc bags. Like, I'm here for a few days, but I didn't need to because Anna bought them, and I ended up like, I took the ba- the box because these bags were awesome. I don't know <laughs> what they were exactly, but they were just really good, like big ziploc bags. So, it was that like was like Canadian milk thing. bags. Mm-hmm. Um and then also yeah that only gets that on the milk bags so I don't care <laughs> I'm also using my walnut penwell uh from Good mm. May Better love that little thing so I've got my Twisby goes cap sitting in that right now and that's where I'll store the pen when I'm not taking notes during the episode today but that's not the only thing that I'm using today because I also have my journal so my Hobonichi Techo which I am still doing every single day. And Love it. Uh, Every single work day, I should say. And we're going to check in a little bit later on about journals. So I'll I'll, I'll put a pin in that for now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm going to get a techo next year. I haven't decided yet uh, what mm-hmm. I want to get. There's nothing wrong of it, but I have the opportunity to do something different. So I might do that uh, because my system is so simple. Right? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's my own system that I write into a notebook. So the notebook system itself, the pre-existing ones, I don't want a system, I just want something plain. And like the Tetra is good for that because it offers me that. But um, anyway, so I write again uh, because I like to use as many pens as I can Right, every day. I write my headings in one pen and my actual notes in another. And today my headings were written by a Maui Makai uh, from mm-hmm. Canalea. Uh, it's my original, it's my OG. I uh, love that pen. And uh, Lamy Safari too today I'm, gonna, I'm using to take my actual notes with um, in, Which my, in my journal. So that's me. That's which, my
1: day. Which safari? Which safari are you using?
0: We'll talk about that a little bit. Later.
1: Uh, oh, okay. It's top secret. Mm-hmm. I did, I wasn't even uh, trying to set you up there. I was genuinely curious, mm-hmm. but uh, I get it now.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 So yeah, <laughs> that is that is my whole setup today.
1: So this is kind of backwards from what I would expect. It was, and but I get it that you're like at your at your podcasting throne, right? And all of these things are like set up perfectly for... All around your world, yeah, yeah, for your world domination days where I actually kind of go off to the side to record the podcast because I'm not sitting there in this spot all day mm-hmm. to, to record. So makes sense. So mine is a more portable kit, what I'm using today. And Mike, this is uh, kind of your desk.
0: Yeah, area. I don't have a portable kit, you know? Like I don't... Mm-hmm. Uh, my... Um, I'm kind of a little bit weirdly old school in that like I use my pens when I'm sitting at my desk, you know, like I'm dealing with my correspondence, right? So my pens are for that. (laughs) I don't have pen and paper in my everyday. Like Mm -hmm. I never leave the house with like a pencil and a a pad. I used to, but I just don't do that anymore. Because typically for me, anything that comes up in my day, which would require that I put in a digital form. Like they are digital things for me. Like pen and paper for me personally is a considered thing. It's like I know I'm gonna be using pen and paper for this. Even if I have like like I have like a call with someone, I will use my panel book for that, right? And I'll take down some notes during the call and then I'll translate them to a digital form if I want to. But like pen and paper usage for me is a much more considered thing. It is a thing I go to rather than like or like it's a thing that comes to me rather than me going to it, if that makes sense. Where like you always have it, you just grab it, and and again, like we're doing a lot of like we'll talk about that later. But we do we have some themes that are going to run through the today's episode, and like one of them for you is you need your journal with you. Or your Mm -hmm. notebook that you're doing like your system with you, where Mm -hmm. I don't. It's actually at some point in the day I begin it, I write my headings out, and then at the end of the day I come back to it and enter my information that I'm tracking. So Right We have just different systems like that, which is why on a daily basis I probably like I would use more stuff than you unless you're testing things, right?
1: Right. Yep. Totally. I got gotcha. you. I love it. I, I, and plus, like, this is like a killer setup, too. Like, all the things you listen, I'm like, yeah, that's the good stuff.
0: Yes, I'm very excited about it all. I love my <laughs> stuff. But I like that I'm using it all more.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's one of the keys. That's one of the things we always talk about.
0: All right. We have a thing that we need to get to. But <laughs> before we get to that thing, let's talk about an awesome thing. And that is our friends over at Penn Chalet. Pen Chalet have all the stuff you're looking for. They have the brands that you love and they have the things that you need. Whether you're looking for fountain pens or converters, bottles of ink or mechanical pencils, whether you're looking for Pelican or Lamy, Namiki or Sailor, Kaveco, maybe you're looking for a carrying case or a pen holder, no matter what it is, Pen Chalet can help you get your hands on it. They have free shipping on orders of over $50 in the U.S., and they ship internationally with great shipping rates as well. Pen Chalet offer high-quality pens at low prices, and they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to p e n c h a l e t. dot com, and click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password penaddict for this week's special offer to get yourself a code that is 10%. You can get a 10% discount on absolutely anything at Penchalet at any time just by going to penchalet.com, hitting that podcast link and using the penaddict password. But of course, as always, we do have an array of specials just for penaddict listeners over at Penchalet.
1: I don't know if special is enough, uh, is a complimentary enough word to what I'm looking at in this list. Can I say prices or no? Because I'm going to go with no. I'm gonna, I <laughs> because... don't know, but I'm looking at these and I'm going to say no. <laughs> if you have a Platinum 3776 of any variety on your shopping list, you need to stop what you're doing go to penchalet.com, put in the offer code penaddict and get your uh, get you a nice christmas present because you're not going to find prices that are better than this on all of the special edition 3776s from the past year. So, I don't know what kind of inventory he has on these. I would say that he probably doesn't have all of them. Uh like all maybe all nib sizes. But these prices are crazy good. So, oh, and also uh, you should
0: actually note because I've gone to the special offer page, there is a fifteen percent discount actually this week because of because of Black Friday. Friday.
1: Yes, so there's a special
0: code, fifteen percent. So, Brad, I'm going to ask you. I don't have a thirty-seven seventy-six. Which one of these shall I buy?
1: (laughs) That's impossible. Uh...
0: Do I want the
1: Lila's? The regular Nice or the Lavendi? So the Lavendi the would be number one, Lavend okay. mm-hmm. for me. The Nice Pure would be number two, and the Nice Lilas would be number three. The Nice Lilas would be number one on looks, but it has a really rough edge barrel that if you haven't tried before, it might feel funny to you, um, but I think it's the best-looking it's also the best price. God, that's a good deal. Yep, I'm buying it right <laughs> now. I'm buying the yeah.
0: Nice LeVende in Broad. Okay, cool. Feels like fun.
1: I think that's that's my favorite. That's the one I would buy if I was buying. Um, if if I liked the gold uh, furniture, the, the, the Nice with the gold furniture is really stunning. It's just not my style. It's really, really good.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm all over this. I've been waiting. I've been like, I've seen them. I've been waiting to get one for a while. At the price that Penchelay is offering right now, it is a no-brainer. So I'm just going for it. So Cool. Very excited about getting one of these finally. Um, Actually, as well, I should mention, there is a Black Friday sale starting this week. So keep it locked to Pench LA, uh, and You can get like just... Ron's been giving me, like, he's got some crazy stuff that he's working on. So, Penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Don't forget, Black Friday sale starting this week. So, keep your eye on Penchalet. Our thanks to Penchalet for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right. Do you want to set up this next topic while I finish my checkout process?
1: Okay. So, I didn't see this when it came out, but I think it just came out yesterday. So, there was a post from NYMAG. They started this sub site called The Strategist um this year like only a few months ago and they've been doing lots of pen and paper stuff lots of analogy stuff i think they're trying to be like a wire cutter style Amazon affiliate link let me tell you what's the good stuff blog right that's the way I see this stuff which is good like I love these lists and I love finding out about new things and what people think about old things and and all that stuff so they've done a lot of stationary stuff over the few months that the strategist has been in my purview and yesterday I think it was yesterday yeah they came out with an article called The 100 Best Pins as Tested by Strategist Editors. <sighs> Michael, where do we start? So, we're going to link this in the show notes. I suggest you read the intro. Because the first thing I did was jump down. Let me see what's number one. And we're going to get to that. We're going to go through the top ten one by one um, when we get to it. But read through the intro But before you get into the list, like I did, and then you'll get an idea of what they're trying to do. Even saying that, Mike, I'm not sure what they're trying to do. I don't think this is a best of list of any, in any way, shape, or form. I think it's a favorites pen list because in a lot of areas of this list, they don't know what they're talking about. Like, it shows that they don't know what they're talking about. As or at least, let me try to... and
0: qualify that a little bit, because that is a harsh statement. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know it, I, I, you feel it, and I get you, but I think what contextually... it is, is they are testing some pens that are clearly above their comfort level mm-hmm. with or their understanding level of what they're looking at, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. auroras and pelicans and stuff like that in here, and some like the Platinum 3776 is in here at number 86. Like th- there's just like and then some of the ways that they rank and rate some of the pens, it doesn't match up. Because what they one of the things that they've got going for them, which is where a lot of the problems lie, if you're looking at this from a pen addict's perspective, is they judge these on a five point scale of, criteria, of these criteria. There's five criteria and they give a sc- score of one to five. Smoothness, smudging, bleed-through, feel, and looks. And mm-hmm. some of the issues come around like the bleed-through, and some of the pens that they're saying are not bleeding through do bleed through on lots of paper types and vice versa. So it's it's all just very... It's a very peculiar scale, especially when applied to some of the pens that they're applying it to. And all of this would be fine if it was called a favorites list, but it's called a best list, which tries to make it an imperative ranking, which is strange because it's doesn't it, like they consult people. They're saying they've got like consultants, which are like very smart people, people you know and love, but it seems the superstars. like they, yeah, but they were not involved in the actual final ranking. It's all <laughs> they very definitely like, were not. It's like okay. The the thing is, they went too far with this, and they brought in some stuff that doesn't make any sense. And like, I don't even know where they got it from. Like, why is the platinum thirty seven seventy six in this ranking? Like, where did you find that pen? So that sounds
1: like so that's like it showed up. So let's talk about the people they consulted. So and I I'm using this consulted because that's the word that they use. They consulted all of these people for the products, not their thoughts on the products. So I think that's where the 3776 Mm. comes in. Because when you're talking to Ed Jelly, Anna Reinert, Brian Goulet, and Elaine Koo, I'm pretty sure you're going to say, hey, what's a good fountain pen? The Platinum 3776 is going to come up. But that was the extent, from the way I read this, of all of those awesome people's work on this list right they provided a list of products these people should check out and then that was the extent of it like i don't think they had any say in the ranking the way i read this yeah so like which (laughs) in retrospect they should they should have used they should have leaned heavily on them or at least a lot more on them to at least maybe vet some of the things at the end because there's one thing that broke the entire list for me and that ruined the whole thing for me is when you take the Uniball Jetstream and give it an average bleed-through grade. So its bleed-through grade is 3. Inherently, ballpoints do not bleed. Pretty much every ballpoint pin should be a 5 for bleed. Maybe a 4.5 if you think it's acting a little funny. If it's a terrible ballpoint, maybe it's a 4.5. So like Jetstream doesn't right? bleed. The
0: Jetstream got a 3, and the retro 51 tornado got a 5 on bleed through which means right. it didn't and that doesn't i don't know what paper they're using if the jet streams bleeding through but the fit to, retro 51 tornado isn't
1: like right. i don't so understand
0: what that what they're doing
1: that immediately broke the entire list for me yep. when you have fountain pens at 4.5 and 5 for bleed mm-hmm. like it's just not physically possible for these things to be happening you know the coenor um rapidograph is one of the worst bleeding pens you will ever use in your life, and it got a four point five because it's right? liquid. And a jet stream got yep. a three. Yeah, yeah. So it's crazy. Like it's just not an accurate statement to say these things about these pens. Or, like, it's just, and again, not. it's like
0: you can rank them however you want, but if you are judging them on this point scale, like what is your testing method? Like what are you using? Are you using consistent paper? What is mm-hmm. it? Right, Like, what is the paper yeah. that you're using that is producing these results? Like, these are the problems that will rise to people that super, like, maybe, I mean, they show a picture of the Muji plantation paper notebook. So this... Uh, actually, they did do it. I apologize. To standardize the writing surface, we asked each tester to use the pens on the same Muji notebook and averaged each pen scores across the five categories. So I, am, I will stand corrected. They use the Muji Plantation Paper notebook as their standardized okay. testing notebook.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Like, so...
0: But it still shouldn't show the results <clears throat> that we're seeing in certain cases.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't... It just doesn't make sense. Like they have a Statler permanent marker pen with a bleed through of one. That's exactly right. I mean, Mm -hmm. any alcohol based Sharpie type permanent marker is going to go straight through the page. That's correct. Then a Jetstream gets a three. It's like, I almost wonder if that's a mistake because it, it doesn't work. Like that's not an objective thing. That's pretty factual. You know, the, the bleed through of a ballpoint pen on any type of paper is pretty much a five across the board. It's just technically not possible for that to happen. So that kind of ruined the whole thing for me. But it's okay, like I said, if this was a favorites list. But they do some weird things like rating the same pen multiple times in different places like they rated the pilot high-tech c and the pilot g-tech c like really far apart from each other but they're the exact same pen you know mm-hmm. it's just weird mm-hmm. stuff like that that's stuff something they may not know right like i give them a pass on that you just may not know that that's the exact same pen like literally the exact same pen without uh with um, a different stamping on the barrel so
0: my my big it's, frustration it's point is they rate the retro 51 a 4.75 on smoothness mm-hmm. but then they rate the squire a five on smoothness <laughs> it's the same refill
1: <laughs> yeah right that's the things they're not going to catch right but like that's you the know? thing
0: of like well that doesn't make any sense it's the same like it's the same <laughs> it, it shouldn't be different all right so like this is the problem of like <laughs> you can totally go for this if you want to but if you're trying to be the wire cutter, you did not get the experts. Like the, the the thing about the wire cutter is, they find someone who should be an expert in that field to rank the stuff, right? Like yes, that's what they're yes. going for. I can't say that these people are experts, and like again, yeah. totally oh, fine. Oh, they're absolutely right? not. Totally yeah. fine if you are ranking like here are our favorites, but you're calling yep. it. The 100 best pens, as tested
1: by strategist editors. Yeah, no chance. That's an accurate statement. Like, it's just not. It's a favorites list. All right, you want to break down this top ten? Yeah. It's kind of not bad. Like, there's, there's just one some weird stuff in there. There's, some there's super one weird stuff in there. There's one really, really bad choice. There's a couple other bad choices, and then there's some good choices in here. So let's go ten to one. So ten is the Pelican P205 awesome pen yeah so i, I bring this up and this will come up when we get to number one they haven't included price in any of these any of their judgments right so mm-hmm. cost does not rank into any of this so you'll have a top 10 list with 150 fifty dollar pen and a three dollar pen you know mm-hmm. so they're not ranking there's no value judgment on any of these pens they're just straight ranking what they feel in the in the writing categories pelican p205 great pen so I it's certainly a, a really good choice. Number nine is the hay bullet, which I've never heard of, which no, is I've fine. I've never heard of um, this pen either. But it looks like a standard fancy pen. ballpoint pen. Yeah. yeah. It looks I thought it was the I thought it was a branded Fisher space pen the first time I saw it with the cap on, but it's not it's just a long skinny ballpoint pen. So oh, I've never tried okay. it. Okay. Huh. Yeah, it's not. I don't think it's a capped pen. I think it's just almost like a desk ballpoint pen type of thing. So maybe it closes. I didn't look at it too closely. Number eight, retro fifty one tornado. Really good job. Like the pelican two hundred five. It's a really great pen. You know, we love that pen. Love the pelican. You know, those are pens that I think you know can I can see in the top ten list. I mean, like we've said everything we can say about the retro fifty one. That's a that's a valid top ten entry. I think. Yeah. Um, I'm pleased
0: that it's in there. I didn't think it would be in there. When I I'm surprised, the the actually,
1: totally surprised it was in there. Uh, Parker Jotter, number seven. Yep. Um, like I was saying, like I can get there with this pen. Like I see why someone would like this very, very much. It's a real mm-hmm. good pen, solid workhorse pen. Schneider Slider Memo XB Medium <laughs> at this? number six. <laughs> it's a like a 1.5 or 1.8 millimeter ballpoint. It's not good. <laughs> it's it's average like this is maybe a back end 4.5
0: of, on looks yeah. like i don't get it like yeah this pen is like mega ugly it got the same rating as the parker jotter like mm-hmm. i don't understand i don't get it right
1: and like having this wide of a tip is just not functional for a lot of people so like this is a favorite type of pen i could see this being someone's favorite pen. This is in no way a top 10 best pen. You know, it's maybe a back end of the top 100 and that might be being generous. Um just, you know, based on everything all the other pens that are on this list, it's just I don't get it. So. Mm-hmm. Number 5, the Kaveco Classic Sport fountain pen. Another, another, another great surprise. Choice. Great yep. choice. Surprise, yep. surprise mm-hmm. it's in the top 10. Um, it's a good entry-level fountain pen. You know we love it. So, you know, it's uh it's good. Bleed through, Mike, on this fountain pen 5. So, just wanted to get that on the record. Here's my problem. I have no this idea is, where this comes from. This is such an outlier that I. it's number two in the things I had wrong with the, this list besides the Jetstream being a number three bleed is the Aurora Ypsilon fountain pen at number four and it's the best fountain pen I mean it's the highest ranking fountain pen i i get it it's a perfectly fine pen it's not better than any other fountain pen that they've listed so far in fact it's worse than all of these other ones um just the value the price i mean i think they're looking at it from a style and looks perspective um one of the comments they made not necessarily on this fountain pen, but on a lot of pen a lot of the fountain pens, they said, well, it's too wide without mentioning the fact that, oh, by the way, you can buy a, a finer nib. Like they called fountain pen nibs tips. They didn't mention that you could that they're writing with a broad nib, but you could buy an extra fine nib. Like they don't mention these types of things. So it's super weird. Favorites list? knock yourself out aurora Ypsilon all day best list i don't know that this would make my top 100 just fountain pen list so <laughs> and it's not a bad pen. it's just i don't it get it doesn't why it's belong there. on this list I it does understand. not belong. <laughs> number three prismacolor premier fine line best felt tip pen. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Like, a lot of the felt tip pens and plastic tip pens and drawing pens and art pens, they're very similar. It's hard to differentiate, you know, this between a Secura, between a Statler, between a Pilot. So, like, yeah, this is fine. Like, no, no problem here. Uh, number two, the Oto Horizon Needle Point Knock. So What?
0: What? What is this? I, ha-
1: I have this pen. I own this pen. I love this pen. It's a very much an outlier in no way would be like in my, it's not going to make my favorites top 10. It might make my favorites like top 30 or something like that. So I don't know. Like it's a fine, it's a good pen. Like, but as far as best ballpoint pen, you're telling me that this is the best ballpoint pen and almost no one is ever going to get to try it because there's nowhere to buy it from. Like, you know, they're, all these are, most of these are Amazon affiliate links, right? So that's like, that's how these sites make money, which is fine. I have no problem with that. But like, I'm not going to ever say the best, the number two best pin is going to be hard for you to get, right? That just seems to kind of be defeating the purpose. It's like, I want to tell people, hey, these are the These are the best 100 pens you should go out and try. And and here's how you can get them pretty easily. Like this is not... I guess you can get... Amazon's easy these days, I guess. But I just find it... I don't know. I just find it a little bit weird that it's number two. It's a good pen. The refill is actually not that great. It's okay. I swapped out the refill in mine. Number one, Mike, the Baron Fig Squire. It's like, I get it. I think that's a decent number one choice. It fits... It's the perfect pen for this website, right? Like it is the pen for The Strategist in YMAG. Like I get why this is number 1 and it's a good pen. This is the one that I thought where they should have said something about price. I mean they did. They're saying it's expensive. So I don't know if I can like totally like I'm saying this is the best. I guess so if it's a best list. But it's a, it's expensive relative to the other one. But I think it's actually a pretty decent number one choice. It's a really good pen. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of... That's, that's the top ten. There's some good stuff. There's some horrible stuff. And the overall list is certainly quite sketchy from a best pens perspective. You know, favorite... If this was a favorite pens list... I'm not sure we would have even talked about it, right? Because then that's like the most objective of objective lists. These Mm -hmm. are the things I like and, you know, this is what I have fun with and what I enjoy using and maybe you'll like it too. The best takes on a completely different connotation and I don't think this is anywhere near what a best pens list would look like if I was doing it. So that means I need to uh, put... let's, Let's
0: just say top five and best... They're effectively the same thing, right? Like, well, but like to the world, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not saying like because we've been through this all, this whole thing, right? About <laughs> your personal <laughs> favorites and what this list yeah. is, and you've tried to build an objective list, but I feel Brad Dowdy is better qualified to create this list than the editors of the Strategist.
1: Oh, like, I mean, there's there's lots of people that are better than the people who do the thing that they do. Like, that, pretty, pretty much all of the
0: consultants that they picked.
1: Yeah. I would I wa- I wanna see
0: Anna's list. I wanna see Brian Goulet's list, right? Like yep. I wanna know how Brian Goulet ranks the top one hundred pens. I'm actually mm-hmm. really interested to see what that list would look like, right? Yep. But look the the, the strategist editors, like we're not trying to rag on them, right? No, but it's just no. they they it just it to someone the mark. who super cares, it's like we can see where you may have needed some different guidance going into this and again totally fine for you to create a list of pens that are your favorite pens but it just becomes tricky when you're trying to say this is like this is the wire cutters almost scoring right like we're trying to be the authority
1: (laughs) here and like here's the list yeah yeah they pretty much failed at that at that part but like it's hey, it's good. F- it's good for the clicks, right? Like, I mean, that's what it's here for. So, I think I should make a top one hundred best pens list. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that would take a lot of work. I mean, that's a lot. That's a long process, and I don't, and then I would have to like pick. Okay, which one's number two, and which one's number three? I mean, I would like I mean, to I'm see you try that, and not do it. what's number one, it'd right. be it's a it's a
0: tough task. So it's right? like here's what I'll say, right? So the wire cutter has their list. Mm-hmm. and i well again whilst i don't agree with it i can get on board with it more because it's refined so they have a thing called the best pen and it's the uniball jet stream right and it's like i don't agree with that right personally but i can get on board with it because you got the pilot mm-hmm. precise v5 rt is in they're also great and the uniball signal is also in there also great as well and then they have some other things going down but like Plus there are parameters is, around that. Right, but I yeah, mean, but it's like you guidelines. know your audience here and you're picking a pen for your audience. The 3776 should not show up on the strategists list. Shouldn't be there. Like well that's yeah. It doesn't make any sense to have it there. Because like that is a pen for a very specific type of person. Like there shouldn't be multiple pelicans. On this list, but there are, and it doesn't make sense, right? Like, mm. it's not right for this. Like, sixty-six, the Sailor Progress
1: Slim. Like, it's you know, are you are you saying that shouldn't even be on the list? I feel like it Cause shouldn't I, be. Yeah, because I don't think it should be. Honestly, there's there there are like what the Wire Cutter
0: did. I think was better in that they seemed to kind of restrict it
1: to Mm -hmm. rollerballs
0: and ballpoints. Because, like, fountain pens can't... I just don't think that... They're different conversations, Mm -hmm. right? It it doesn't feel right. It's like, here's the 100 best cars. It includes Ferraris, and it includes (laughs) Minis, right? Like, when you come to that, most people are going to understand that list,
1: Right. Like, you can go through this list and see the pins that our friends picked for them to check out. Mm -hmm. And that I guarantee they didn't spend, you know, a lot of time with to be able to rank them. Like, the Big Eye Design Ti Arto, I'd be shocked if that was on anyone's radar before one of our friends told them, hey, this is a great pin, which it is. The
0: Customs bolt is in there, which isn't even the right choice for Karas Customs.
1: Right, right. Right? So, So, (laughs) yeah.
0: yeah. So, look. More power to you, my mag. You, you know, go crazy, and I hope this is good for you. But the pan addicts do not agree with your ranking system. And Brad, if you want to try and do this, my friend, Oof. you go for it. But I really wish you the best
1: of luck. Yeah, because I don't think it's possible to do. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna write that check yet. I got, I got to think about that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take a stand. I, I've thought about it since I've read this. Like, could I do this? Um, it's not easy. It's, it's not easy. So, because, like,
0: here's the thing. I would accept your list, but I know I'm not going to agree with it. Absolutely. But I'll right? accept it. Yeah. I don't accept this list from the strategist. I don't yep. accept it. <laughs> um, but fine. Like, you go, go crazy. All right. You go, strategist. Today's episode is brought to you by Kane11, the company who make ridiculously comfortable socks precisely in your size. So here's the deal. The socks that you're wearing right now... They're either one size fits all or you've picked within like a size range. You know, you might be going from like size 7 to size 10 or whatever. But like we don't have the same size feet. We don't buy shoes that way. We don't buy like, oh, I'm going to buy these Nike shoes in size 7 to 11. Like, this is not right. how we wear shoes. <laughs> and the folks at Kane 11 thought that since we wear socks every day, in fact, we wear socks more than we wear shoes, that maybe that they deserve some innovation. So Kane 11, they do their socks, they men's socks made in merino wool. They offer a precise fit with the option to choose from 11 different shoe sizes from 7 through to 17. These Kane 11 socks are engineered for a precise fit and for an even better fit, comfort, and performance that you've seen elsewhere. They're high quality and will hold up through the wash. And they're available in smart, confident styles to suit your look or just provide daily comfort. Now, Brad, I know you were... You were really like looking to talk about these last
1: time. (laughs) Well, it's one of those products that I never would have considered before, you know, I started reading about them and they obviously sent me some and I'm a size 11 shoe. So I ordered the size 11 socks and they came, they showed up. They're this nice gray, really pretty patterns, patterns that I like and fit my style and soft and comfortable and thin. These aren't big bulky socks. And okay, let's see what this sizing thing is about. So I went to put them on the other day and, you know, I started putting, you know, like my left sock on and it basically just goes snap right into place. I go, huh, (laughs) like, wow, this really fits like exactly like it said it should, like the heel cups in the right place. There's no extra, you know, fabric in the toe. It's just like, it was almost like a snap on sock and just, it just I just pulled it up and it it was just there and it fit perfectly. I was like, I literally out audibly go, huh? Like it worked. Like that's kind of cool. So I really enjoyed them and they were comfortable to wear all day. I really, really like them. So yeah, very much approved.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's one of those things where you think you might not need this or might not want it, but why don't you just give it a go? Like I'm wearing mine right now. And I agree with what Brad is saying. It's like, didn't think that I necessarily needed perfectly fitting socks mm-hmm. but then I was like, oh these fit perfectly <laughs> Like yeah. it makes sense like I... Yeah, and you, the-
1: you- you usually have to like adjust the heel or pull up the heel more, or mm-hmm. you have to straighten up the the I, toe you get box that area thing
0: where you can kind of start to see your feet through the socks because you've had to pull yeah. them right. Yeah, but these yeah. socks aren't like that. And the other thing is like even if you take away the the perfectly fitting part, they're also really well made, really comfortable yeah. socks. Like, and they look great too. All purchases come with the Kane 11 promise. If you don't love them, just send them back and you'll get an exchange or a return, no questions asked. So there's no harm in giving it a try. Kane 11 socks make the perfect gift for the guy who has everything because the people you're buying these for, they don't have them yet, right? Like they don't (laughs) have those perfectly fitting socks. That's what Kane 11 can do for you. To get your own, go to kane11.com slash penaddict. That's K-A-N-E. 11.com slash and enter the promo code pen to get 20% off your order as cane 11.com slash and the promo code pen for 20% of your first order. Our thanks to cane 11 for their support of this show and relay FM. All
1: right. We're going to get into some new stuff that have, has crossed our desk, but before we do that, I just wanted to give a shout out to the Mavis podcast, Mike, um, mm-hmm. your, your, your country mates. I was on with Julian and Andrew, on the Mavis podcast last week, the episode twenty-eight has been released, and we just had a fun talk about pens and paper. So Julian K and I have followed each other on Twitter. We couldn't even figure out how long it's been—like seven, eight years. He's always been into uh, pens and paper and stationary goods, and so it was nice to get on there. And he's hooked his uh, his friends into the analog world. So they talk about pen and paper on their podcast regularly. So they had me on to talk about it even more. And I just want to say mike they are huge fans of the pano book so we spent quite a bit of time discussing how i use the pano book and why i like that product so much so it was a good show so feel free to feel free to add it to your your downloads list over this long holiday week here -hmm. in the u.s you'll have some time to listen to it so uh that's great and all mike but I want to talk about this next topic. Actually, I want you to talk about this next topic because this is something you did, something you wanted very badly, and it happened. So, what do you got? Let me see if I've got some audio for you here. Okay.
0: <laughs> I would like what? to thank Pen Addict listener Derek for getting me the Lami Pikachu set. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> from China. <laughs> Derek got one for himself and one for me. I have it. The box is huge. It's massive. <laughs> one of the reasons is, because I didn't know this until I opened it, that it makes those noises. That's unreal. So there's unreal. like a little sound box inside, and it makes those noises for as long as it's open. And as I realized earlier in the episode, sometimes, weirdly, when it's closed, I don't know, <laughs> don't know why it's doing that, Um I am so happy with this pen. So I want to run through what you get. Right. So you get the box. This like presentation box looks like a Pokeball. You get the Lamy Safari pen. The pen is yellow. The uh, little band that goes between the grip section and the like the pen body is black. Mm right mm-hmm. so they're picking up all the colors here the clip is red so you've got pikachu's body you've got the color of his ears the color of his cheeks and then there is a brown pikachu tail like to paint it onto the back of the cap oh no way and it comes with these two little charms that you can put on right you mm-hmm. clip it onto the cap one is a sleeping pikachu and one is a pikachu face right so you can choose one of those it comes with a Pokeball, which is a pen stand, which is <laughs> cylindrical. It does not have a flat bottom, and it's weighted, so it wobbles. This is... And you can put the Lamy Safari right on the top of it. It's perfectly fit to put the Safari in.
1: This is so far superior than anything I ever thought it would be. I, yep. You're blowing... The more you talk about it, the more you're blowing my mind about this. I didn't realize how detailed this was going to be like the sounds and the pen rest i didn't even notice like the tail on the pen and you know i um, have
0: a Pikachu uh case (laughs) (laughs) they made a little case it's like zip zip open it's got Uh two pockets it doesn't have a specific pen pocket it just has two wide pockets and a little net pocket on the front which Mm -hmm. comes with it some oh i see it now in the picture yeah so you get some lami uh ink cartridges in a pikachu box they're blue which is a shame right but i understand and uh, that's their stock yeah and but they made a special box though at least which i think is cool um and then the zipper has some, a little charm it looks like yep the pikachu tail and the pa- the pouch itself on one side has like debossed pikachu and pokeball uh kind of icons and then I, what i love inside is it's got pokemon in chinese like the mm. logo in chinese this is for sale in china only mm. Haha! ha suck it long i've got one I am thrilled with this.
1: Can you tell me... Like, I've done the conversion for what this cost. Can you tell me what it cost you? (laughs) Can Pikachu tell me what it cost for you to to get all this shipped to you? So, there is a slight
0: wrinkle in the story Mm. where... The shipping was really expensive. Sure, sure, f- sure. For sure. various reasons. About, like, the size of the box. And then it was, like, you could choose to have it, like, quickly. Or it's going to take forever. Right? Like, there were a couple of different options for it. Uh, the entire thing cost me uh, 204 Can- Canadian dollars. Okay. So... So, 164 160. US dollars.
1: Okay. That's crazy. Like... Not like egregiously priced, like I'm
0: so the shipping though, was shocked. like, 100 Canadian dollars, yeah, that yeah, was how I it ended up it working sh- out. And it was like various issues around the shipping, shipping can be difficult. And this was just the shipping that we ended up choosing. Yes. I would say for me personally, $164 for this, including shipping, I would pay more than that. This is like a yeah. limited edition set of something that means so much to me, and I would want it, and I've got it, so
1: yeah, just the base. Uh, Chinese translation like if you picked it up over there just like if you were in store it would cost you about 70 US dollars which I, I don't get it like this is a lot of stuff like for like they've done like the the bear the line friends safaris were more expensive than this and you got way less stuff than you're getting with this that sounds like the right price (laughs) what you ended up paying for it even with all the shipping in it that's crazy i i I really had no idea because i didn't i didn't pay this much mind i because i'm not a pokemon fan but i saw this i was like oh that's really cool but it's even better than i thought it would very cool yeah I like it was again it was better than
0: i thought like i didn't know that it all made sounds and i didn't know like the level of detail that is in some of these elements like i am thrilled with this i am absolutely mm-hmm. thrilled with it and i filled it with um the yellow
1: rubber oster ink that i have oh cool that was smart i didn't even think think to ask you that
0: so I am I very, very excited. I think this, I think this will keep a permanent place on my desk because it has its own pen stand. So why would it and not? And
1: it's a Pokeball pen it's stand. A
0: Pokeball pen stand with a yellow Lami Safari
1: and a little sleeping Pikachu attached to it. It's I mean, kind of, I want one of, of these, wonderful. and I'm, I don't. I'm not even a Pokemon person. Like, yeah, well, I, I miss Pokemon. Was the generation like where I wasn't interested in that type of stuff? Yeah. It was right in the middle for me, like. It could have so it came before or later. I would have been in, but it wasn't. Yeah.
0: Well, there is still a possibility that I have a second one of these. So <laughs> I'll let you know about all that. Right. Yeah, this is uh, one of those things know. where I had multiple people offer me, and I took mm-hmm. all the offers because <laughs> I wanted it that bad. Right. Well, and they limited them pretty much. Exactly, and it was like you had to get it in China, right? Like, yes. And, and I think that I think Derek was in China. I think which was how he was able to get it so um i have i got backups and i'll deal with the backups if i need (laughs) to. but this was something i wasn't gonna let pass me by because i would have been really upset i tried to get it on my own and i couldn't like i tried as many ways possible and it just wasn't gonna work out for me to get it on my own so
1: yeah harder to buy direct from china than japan and some of the other countries
0: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm
1: all right, let's talk about a product that I really wanted to love as much as you love the Pokemon, but it didn't quite get there for me. And that's the Retro 51 Tornado Dimitri Mechanical Pencil. The Tornado Mechanical Pencil. So let me start by asking you, Mike, do you have any of the tornado mechanical pencils from Retro 51?
0: I have the legal pad one. Okay. Yeah, sure. Right, which I, I only bought because I thought it was super cute. Because it, it's yeah. a it's a paper. Right, it's paper gotcha. and it's a pencil. I just and it it just seems
1: to be cute to me, so I got it. Exactly. So I never owned one of these because I never thought I needed it. It wasn't really like how I like to use a pencil, but I always wanted one to try and test out. And I saw this Dmitry one for Dmitry Med- Medvedev, who you know created the periodic table of elements. And even though I'm not necessarily like. You know, someone who's hardcore into science or anything like that. Just the looks of this pencil just knocked my socks off, right? This is what Retro Fifty One does the best, right? They does their their design department just is killer, and this this came out so great. So I figured this was the one I was gonna jump. I never jumped on any of the previous pencils, you know, like the Crossword or the Legal Pad, like you 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 were talking about, or like Mike Dudek did the System pencil to pair with the pen. I was like ah, I probably won't use that, but this one this one got me going. So I ordered it, and it was kind of a letdown. Like, it's not the expected feel and style and use of a mechanical pencil that I want. So maybe I'm being a little unfair, tying it completely personally to how I use products, but the way this one worked, I wouldn't use. The lead felt kind of weird. It was very hard and plasticky. Um, which means it doesn't wear down fast, but it just wasn't a pleasurable writing experience. The lead also moved sometimes when it hit the page, right? Because it's not a knock-based mechanical pencil, it's a twist. So I felt like the twist would twist up on itself sometimes when I started writing. And you could see like the lead move, because the lead is thick. It's a one5 millimeter lead width, so you can see it happening, and it's a little disconcerting. And... It just didn't get there for me, and by getting there, I mean to make it a product I want to use regularly. So, like, I have it now, and I'll keep it just because it's the only one, and I can, you know, revisit it, or I can test it against other things, so I'll I'll hang on to it, but I don't see me ever using this pencil, and I kind of wanted to (laughs) just because it looks so cool. But I... But that's okay. Like it's just not the pencil for me and maybe other people like it, but I just want a more traditional styled mechanical pencil um that that works better. The the looks in this case did not beat out the functionality of the pencil to me.
0: Yeah, I genuinely think of these uh like the the Retro 51 mechanical pencils more of a novelty. To, in the tornado, mm-hmm. yeah. like the hexomatic is a prop, is a better mechanical pencil, absolutely. Right? Um the, I, I can't. The tornado ones feel like fun ones to me. It, it isn't yep. their best work,
1: right? Yeah, it's, it's a like g- how it's a the purchase. current or
0: like the previous fountain pens haven't been that great either.
1: Yeah, I'm totally surprised that this pencil didn't make the 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 list of the on the strategist. Like oh, this is the don't. perfect product for them. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Although it's a pencil, not a pen. That was a pen list. So, um, but yeah, like I, yeah, it's a, it's very cool looking. This would be uh, it's a great gift purchase for someone who's, you know, looking for something like this or who's really like science based because man, they, they can, they can nail a design, but this, this is just this a great, great product. You mentioned the fountain pen. It looks like we didn't have this in the show notes, but it looks like they changed the section. mic. it looks like the feedback is happening. Um, Goulet pens have one of the new Retro 51 exclusives, and it's a fountain pen, and the section's completely changed. It's molded, and it's shiny, so I'll be anxious to get one to see oh. if they have really changed. If they've changed, that'll be good, because everything else about their fountain pens is great. It's just I didn't like the grip section.
0: Huh. Okay. Yep. That's exciting. Is this mm-hmm. the
1: uh, Montana? Yes. The Christmas yeah, one? Yeah, the Christmas sweater one. Oh, yeah, look one. at yep.
0: that. That's different.
1: Yep. So it's it's molded. Oh, it's got a it's Shiny. Yeah. Joe. Everything. Six. Everything about the front end of that pen looks improved. So I'll be anxious to get one in in hand to see. Are you If it really one? is, I am not getting one of these. No. All right. Okay. I just don't need this one. I, I I have this one in a rollerball, which I love. Yeah, so do I. That's why I don't. I didn't get a fountain want, pen, because I already I'll have wait, design. Yep. I'll wait for a fountain pen that I want to use regularly. Yep. You know and this one I won't this one I would just buy and use and put away and not want to use it all the time it's 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 Christmas sortery which is great it's an awesome design but i'll I'll wait and see what the next round of official fountain pen releases are and see if they have the same section and nib if they do that's uh nice to hear them uh, or to see them listening to feedback on on the fountain pen product so that's great. Next week is
0: a Horror Stories slash Ask TPA special, but there's a couple of Ask TPA questions that came in that couldn't be missed because they were about Thanksgiving. (laughs) So Sarah wants to know, favorite Thanksgiving food? Sarah doubts me, right?
1: She does. Sarah has no faith in me. Sarah says,
0: (laughs) you can also attempt to describe these to Mike and have him try and pick a favorite. I have had three Thanksgiving dinners in my life. One of them is... In the United States of America, mm-hmm. two of them were had at American restaurants in London, which are s- all attended by expats. So they yep. put on these dinners for Americans to go to. So they are yep. legit.
1: <laughs> I had your back. I knew I knew that you partook in in some of the Thanksgiving feasting mm-hmm. that we do. So let's put you on the spot. Thanksgiving foods. What are your favorites?
0: There are two things. Really good pumpkin pie has to be really good, otherwise it's trash. And sweet potatoes with marshmallow, which is the greatest human invention <laughs> of all
1: time, which happens to be our follow-up question: sweet potatoes with marshmallow or crunchy pecan topping? I am crunchy pecan pecan topping, Mike.
0: Well, it killed so, me, so don't eat it. Yeah, that's true. Know? That's true. Yeah, but
1: it's... I'm actually I'm actually neither. Because we do sweet potatoes kind of diced and baked with butter and cinnamon. So that's... Uh, mm, that
0: also sounds very good, though.
1: Yeah. So that's uh, that's my sweet potato dish. But that's not my favorite. My favorite is a really simple creamed spinach that my mom makes with, like, the spicy cheese. So hmm. I only get it at Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite foods ever. Um, and, it, like, it's not a complex kind of dish to put together, but that's what's so great about Thanksgiving. It's all the side dishes. You're either a bird person or you're a side person, and I'm, I'm a, a side person. person. Like, I'm a side... Right. So, the big dinner
0: here is Christmas, right? Christmas dinner is a huge deal. Christmas dinner here is the same level that Thanksgiving dinner is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I know you all have Christmas dinners or whatever, but, like, Thanksgiving is the big one, right? Yes, correct. It's Christmas for us. like And it's, gotcha. and it's a very similar dinner, right? There's less... Sweet stuff, right? We're not putting marshmallows yeah. in our potatoes, but like <laughs> you know, it's like big sides and, and stuff that you typically only have at Christmas, like sausages wrapped in bacon, which is one of my favorites. and yeah. wow. blanket. Right? Like that is a very Christmassy thing. Although now it's Christmas, you can you can buy these things like pre wrapped and cook them, and I've been doing that a bit at home. Um I'm not gonna be taking in a Thanksgiving dinner this year, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. We just didn't didn't book anything. Um I would also point people if you want to hear our two people try and rank side dishes for <laughs> Thanksgiving episode twenty-two of the Top Four Podcasts on Relay FM. Uh, Tiff and Marco, amen. Rank Thanksgiving side dishes. It's one of my favorite episodes.
1: It's a great one. It's a great one. So that's uh, that's our favorites. Like uh, I, I'm a sides person, you know. Give me the yeah, the, the stuffing, the oh, dressing, whatever we you to want to call talking it. About this, I'm getting very and, hungry. Right we now. do mac and cheese. Lunch time for me. So we can't keep doing this. We can't keep mm. doing this, Brad. We have to move on. <sighs> my mouth is watering. Okay, so. Related, but not exactly the same thing. Ionsomnia, my buddy Jim, says, hashtag ask TPA, pick out a set of inks to represent your favorite Turkey Day foods. And I figured I have this one on lock because there's lots of orange (laughs) and Thanksgiving foods with your sweet potatoes and your mac and cheese. So we're going Papier Plume Sazerac which has a little bit of that brown caramelization you get with some of the sweet potatoes or the edges of a baked Mac and cheese. We're going with the Faber-Castell Viper green, which is like the spinach and greens type of, um, type of uh, look for that. And I just forgot the name of the platinum classic. Is it the Cassis? That's the red, which is the cranberry ish. Um, color so it's a deep red a little bit of black so you get that orange green and red type of palette i think those are the three i would go for to represent my turkey day foods um i don't think there's any turkey colored ink you'd have to get like a light brown for the outside skin of the bird something like that but uh the sides sides are easy so those are my three inks i might have to ink up those three today and and see what we get
0: so I was about to say to you like we have to stop talking about food or I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so now I, I would like to tell you about our final sponsor for this episode and that is Blue Apron.
1: Yeah. What feed is going me. on?
0: Too hungry. Skip meal planning, get straight to cooking. That's what Blue Apron can do for you. It doesn't matter if you're looking for quick and easy meals or a full culinary cooking experience. You can choose from a range of recipes bursting with flavor that will meet your skill level no matter what it is. Blue Apron will deliver fresh, seasonally inspired ingredients with step-by-step recipes right to your door. You can get rid of your grocery list and let Blue Apron do the meal prep for you. You can cook incredible meals in as little as 20 minutes. Get out of your cooking rut and experience Experience the joy of chef design recipes with restaurant quality food. You can get amazing meals like smoky chicken and sweet potato bake with cheesy cornbread biscuits and hot Italian sausage pizza with roasted peppers and olives. I can't do this. It's yeah, this much isn't helping. <laughs> like Blue Apron food is incredible. Their food quality is amazing. Their ingredients quality is amazing. But the literally the best thing, the thing that you're going to get, get the, the most out of is that they get the ingredients to you in the sizes that you need and they help you cook it by giving you the recipes. That is what's going to change everything for you. Please trust me on this. Being able to use these great recipes and taking a lot of the stress out by doing the, the prep for you allows you to learn how to cook which is a very valuable skill. Check out this week's menu and get three meals for free by going to blueapron.com slash penaddict. That's blueapron.com slash penaddict to get your first three meals for free. Blue Apron, a better
1: way to cook. Thanks to Blue Apron for their support of this show. All right, do me a favor. Reread that sweet potato cornbread thing again from the first week. <laughs> Why are we doing this? I want to hear
0: chicken and sw- Smoky chicken and sweet potato bake with cheesy cornbread biscuits dang
1: (laughs) that's awesome my stomach
0: literally just rumbled
1: Uh, (laughs) all right we should we'll we'll continue on um with this next topic so i've been alluding to the fact and i've said it a million times that i'm not going to do a planner for 2019 but i wanted to do something paper specific and give myself a goal for the next year and figure out what I'm going to do to use some more of the notebooks that I have notebooks. Like I have a lot of pens. I have an obscene amount of pens and I have a lot of pens that I don't use regularly and I'm okay with all the pens I have. I have an even more obscene amount of notebooks in my opinion, because I don't see me using so many of these products. So I'm trying to figure out a way to use them more in some kind of guided fashion. Like I want to say I don't have any rules, which we'll talk about for using the notebooks, but you gotta have some rules and you gotta have some guidelines on how you at least I do on how you're gonna use these things if you actually want to actively use them, like using a planner. You know, you know, you know, you have your planner. It starts on January first and on January first you'll start filling out that day and then, then tomorrow will be January second and you fill out that day. So those are rules. So I decided, I, I basically cut down the things that I know don't work for me, Mike, which is, you know, one, having defined days, right, like with a planner, you know, on, July, on January 2nd, you know, here's a day, and you should write something on that day, because this is a day in your planner. That doesn't work for me. The notebook size, the larger they are, the least I tend to use them like A5 size 198 page notebooks. They are just intimidating to me. The only one I'm using right now is one I use for like my visual journaling, which we've talked about in the past. Like I'm fine using it for that, but not for like a day-to-day bullet journal task list. I get bored with using that every day. The size is a little bit intimidating. Like what am I going to do with all these pages? So if I scratch those two things off, it leads me down a path. Well, the pocket notebook is Mm -hmm. smaller. It's more portable. It's got less pages. I can feel more accomplished by actually finishing something, right? Like we have a, I know I'm not the only one who will start a notebook and then never finish it. And you have a closet full of half filled notebooks. Um, So I'm trying to lead myself down a path of sanity by not forcing myself to use things that I'm not going to finish. So I'm using these pocket notebooks to keep what I'm essentially calling just a running list and it's not necessarily a task list or a journal or a to-do list it's all those things just all in a row just continuous page after page you know I'll separate them by dates if like when a new day happens I'll I'll put a date header on and you know I could have three sentences on that day or I could have three pages on You know, on that day, like I was on a phone call the other day, take out this notebook and, you know, I wrote three pages worth of notes from a project that I'm working on. So, you know, it's things like that. I want to always have it with me. Um, I mentioned that if my glasses are on, my notebook is with me. and That means pretty much all the time because I all the time have one off ideas in my head that I don't capture. And just writing down that one sentence in this notebook that's in my pocket helps me get those things out to have a place for it. and like I can't necessarily rewrite rewind my brain to figure out that thing that I thought of two days ago, but I can pick up this notebook. so the one issue that might arise that I could see arise is when all the things are in it it can get kind of lost like with importance levels. So like I have very important things in here and I have very unimportant things in here and I can see how mixing those things up might be an issue, but we'll see. But the thing is they're always with me and I'm always looking at them and referring back to previous pages so they're kind of always in my head getting refreshed so i don't think i will forget them but i I could see that so i'm just playing around with it right now you know i use three simple symbols in here for certain types of things so i have a little blank box and check box for tasks like if there is something that needs to be completed it'll have a box and it'll be checked off when it's done I have, I use the pound symbol for just general notes and ideas. Like, here's a new thought. It begins with that symbol. And then sometimes those thoughts have sub thoughts. So I just draw a little arrow underneath that. And that's it. Like, I don't really, it's not really official or, you know, it's not too many rules, but I do have to have some type of separation between tasks and ideas. And then I can go back and see which tasks I've completed and, you know, which I need to remember to do and, you know, things like that. So it's working so far. I'm not a prolific pocket notebook writer. Like I said, I'm about halfway through this notebook and we're three weeks into this month. So like some people will go through like one of these a week, you know, but I've used exactly half the pages in this notebook so far. And if I use them all up before the end of the month, I'll start a new one. But I have said that when the new month rolls around, I'm going to grab a new notebook because that just gives me that refresh that I need, that new product to use. It alleviates the boredom of using like one large A5 notebook for like an entire year. Like I would get bored with that. So I will force myself to pick out a new notebook on the first of every month, no matter where my previous notebooks are in the previous month. So I might use one Notebook a month. I might use three. We haven't I haven't really figured that out yet. You Mm -hmm. know, this is my first month trying to do that, but that's kind of where I'm at with it. It's it's basically common sense. Like I don't want to say this is any kind of system or anything, but I'm basically keeping a notebook with me and writing all the things down. That's what it boils down to in an effort to try to use more of my pocket notebooks that work for me the best.
0: I keep referring to this as your no system system. (laughs) <laughs> because there is a system you sure. have one notebook per month uh which will be filed you have mm-hmm. boxes for tasks hashes for notes and ideas and like then you have your little return for sub notes like that's a little system mm-hmm. built for yourself even yes. if it's not particularly rigid it's still
1: mm-hmm. it's still and a system those things are what i've always used so now i've just moved them into like this format
0: right okay I think the end of month deadline for notebooks is a good one because it's forcing you to use new stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I we'll see how it goes. I want this to work, so this is going to be my goal for next year. I wanted to start it early. I didn't want to just start blindly like you can start these things anytime. That's one of the things we always talk about. That's also a hang up with uh with um planners, you know, you still have to finish the year of the planner you're in right now, but you've had this other one sitting there for 3 months before you get to use it. So, you know, it's we'll see. Like I'm going to commit to this. So this will be my thing for 2019. We can follow back up on it. Um I failed every planner I've tried to do. Yeah. I I adore the Hobonichi lineup across the board. Like it is one of the best products ever made, in my opinion, for planners. I can't can't make it work for me. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. What's going to work best for me in just capturing things that are in my head for later use? That's what I'm trying to get here and use more stuff. So that's where I'm at.
0: I think the system is simple enough that it has more of a chance of sticking, right? Like, my system sticks because it's simple. It's just a couple of prompts that I have for myself every single day, right? Like, mm-hmm. good, bad, think, and looking forward. They're the things that I write down every day. And then I have mm-hmm. uh, seven questions that I ask myself every day and I score myself on them. Like, it's, it's yeah. very simple. It's very lightweight. And it's something I built on my own. Right, and I think that that makes a big difference I, because you tailor make it. And I think that that's important. And that's what you I you've very done. much
1: agree with that. I very much agree with that. So yeah, you found a thing that works for you and I find a thing that works for me. And, you know, it's a process. Like I've been, this is one of those things that I've been doing this long enough and don't have an answer for. I don't know if this is going to be it. I don't know if it needs to be answered, but this is something I want to do because I always need something to capture things in my head in. And usually that's all over the place in like every kind of notebook. And this doesn't mean I'm not going to use other notebooks because I review products. Like I'm going to use the heck out of other notebooks, but this is going to be my daily pocket, go with me everywhere type of notebook, you know, where my ideas go and my thoughts go and my tasks go and, and just things like that. So that's, uh, I'm, uh, I'm efforting that, Mike, and uh, I, I feel pretty good about it.
0: I like the idea of creating basic structures for people. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's what I like.
1: Like, I want to say that it doesn't have rules, but it absolutely has rules. But it's just not many guidelines.
0: Yeah, I think so. Well, I'm proud of you that you've worked something out. I hope you're able to stick on to
1: this one longer than you have some of the others. <laughs> We'll see. Paper is tough, man. Paper's no joke for I me. I think
0: you'll know by the end of this year. Yeah, like by December, like yeah. by
1: the end of 2018, yeah. yeah. Cuz you That's will have I've done a notebook
0: early. change and you will under, you know, like it's good right now cuz it's fresh, but who knows yep. how it's going to end up lasting. If you want to find the show notes for this episode, go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 335. Thank you so much to our wonderful sponsors, the fine folk at kane 11 Pen Chalet, and Blue Apron. If you want to find Brad online, go to penaddict.com, and you can find more of his stuff at knock.co. He's uh, on Twitch, penaddict on Twitch, uh, penaddict on Instagram, dowdyism on Twitter. I am imike, I-M-Y-K-E, on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad.
1: Goodbye, Brad.